Welcome to The Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter-Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in The Word with us today. Welcome to this episode of Living the Word. Pastor Amy and myself, Pastor Abigail Hoffman, we are here to talk about a new year in the life of our congregation, a new program year. That's right. We think about the program year as being bookended by Labor Day and Memorial Day, and we thought we'd share some of our thoughts and some of our plans as we are starting this new year. It's good to be back together with you on this kind of second opportunity for a podcast each week. I hope you have been fed by the Word podcast that comes out every Monday with our sermons, a little taste of what we've heard and listened to and reflected on in worship. These Thursday podcasts are a chance to explore some other ideas. Throughout the summer, we interviewed People from the community are connected to Bethlehem about how they live the word. That's right. As we move into the fall, we're starting to imagine this time to be whatever it needs to be. Right now, we're thinking about how we live the word as a community of faith here at Bethlehem. And we will continue to see what emerges in these conversations over time. We probably will still have some special guests occasionally, but there's an awful lot going on in the community right now that that we want to share with you and that we want to reflect together with you on. So that's where we are. That's where we are and how we're getting back back to the second weekly podcast of Living the Word. So we're a couple weeks into this new program here, Pastor Amy. What are you most excited about? I'm excited to be over COVID. I missed the first (laughs) Sunday of the program year because I was sick with COVID, which is just a reminder that after two and a half years, this is not, we're still living with these realities. Yeah. And I think that's, that for me at least has been a really big shroud over some of the plans. I remember last year at this time, we talked about holding all of our plans really lightly because we never knew when the next wave was going to come and how it might affect our plans to gather. So we were only thinking in little four to six week increments. That's right. And we had hopes of this year making a little bit more steadied plans for longer chunks of time, but we're finding We are still living very much in a new reality that can take your co-pastor out of commission for 10 days unexpectedly and require some pivoting. Yeah, but I think, I do think there... There is a sense of some renewed energy, I would say, this September as yes. we restarted a program year. I know I certainly felt that when I was in church this Sunday. I notice just, again, a wider range of people participating in the worshiping community and some people that we haven't seen for a long time, multiple generations, which is always just really life-giving to me to experience a multi-generational congregation yeah. on Sunday mornings. And I think that's been really exciting in a sense that people reclaiming their presence in the Bethlehem community. One of the things, as you're very well aware of, we've started a new worship with kids time, which is drawing pre-K to elementary age kids out of worship for an opportunity to hear the word in a way that resonates with them and their lives. And it's (laughs) been fun. It's been fun to see it's been fun to watch those kids leave worship and Raylin has been playing Yes Jesus Loves Me as they leave and it's mm-hmm. just it's wonderful to kind of 
have them ushered into their own space and their own time. But also it's wonderful to feel their energy re-enter the worship space when they yeah. come in at the sharing of the That's one of the many things that we're, like we are having to continue to live and try things. And that's one of the things that we're trying this year that we've not ever done before. Yeah, I think that's, I agree with that renewed energy and that kind of openness to possibility mm-hmm. that maybe wasn't as necessary or wasn't, we, we weren't as ready for at other times, but we really have this landscape to say, how do we meet people where they are in our mission to equip every child of God to follow Jesus? And people are pretty scattered, or they have been for the last two and a half years. So meeting people where they are requires going to some new places, trying some new things, opening up some new possibilities. And it has been really exciting to to see how that unfolds and a little daunting at times. And because I think we've been really conscious to not simply just try to put in place what we've had in place before, but to really try to respond to how are people of all ages engaging the Bethlehem community. And so that's part of what we're experimenting with this fall. We have confirmation meeting again. They've done that through last year, so Sunday mornings, but recognizing that some of those confirmation age kids have older siblings and LYO had not been meeting and we weren't really sure that was gonna happen, but there was clearly a group of older kids that that wanted to gather. So we've got some hosts ready to host high school age children who gather on Sunday mornings. Right. So the LYO drop-in yes. time at 10:15 on Sundays right. is at informal space to share some highs and lows and connect. I think that word connection to me is the link between all yes. of the things that we're really focused on as we we come back together. Pastor Amy, I've heard you use the language of we're working on re-ligament. We are the body of Christ, but we have been scattered in the past few years. So how do we reconnect? How do we stitch back together? into new patterns and into a new way of being that continues to share God's love with the world. But it starts with that reconnection. One of the gifts, I think, of of this year with September is that we're able to do fellowship hour after worship. And we've been having fellowship hour is happening in the narthex. So there's really a sense that people leave worship they can immediately grab a cup of coffee or some water, a donut hole or whatever treat there is. And it really does, having that be in the narthex really creates a space for lingering and Mm -hmm. talking and visiting. I know I got a chance to talk to more people after worship this Sunday than I have in weeks because there is just, there's a built-in space for that conversation to happen. And that was one of the things that we really missed last year. That was just a huge loss. Absolutely, yeah. And I think we continue to look for ways that people are connecting. Midweek Bible study still happening, and that group continues to feel a real sense of, of connection, of sharing some joys and concerns while they study scripture together. Our women's groups are getting started again. Uh, They're each meeting monthly, the Ruth Circle and the Women's Fellowship. There's a special women's event coming up with Ladies' Night Out in October. And so as I look at our church schedule, I just see a lot of places of renewed energy coming back together in ways that we weren't as ready and able to a year ago. And maybe even six months ago. Yeah. I I sense that. You asked me early on what I was most excited about. And so I'm going to ask you the same question. What's giving you energy and some life as we start this new program year? 
That's a great question. I think a lot of the things we've already talked about with worship for kids, I'm excited about seeing what the kids are excited about and getting them a time and a space that is theirs. Some of the feedback that led to creating this worship for kids is from families and from parents who've said, it's really important to me that my kids are in worship with me, but that takes all of my attention. And so focusing on that middle part of worship that moves from scripture, hearing scripture to the sermon and that hymn of the day, that that kind of middle portion, it really is directed to adults who are at least expected to be able to listen to someone speak for long periods Mm -hmm. of time. But to the kids, I think sometimes that just sounds like, Maybe to some adults too, but really for the little ones who want to be able to move, who want to hear things um, presented in a variety of mediums, to be able to talk and be in conversation and not just be talked to for that kind of 20 minute period. It's a real gift that we're able to create some space that is really designed for them at their developmental stage. Maybe this is the right format. Maybe it won't be. Maybe we will tweak some things along the way. But but I'm excited that we've tried to listen deeply to feedback that we have gotten from people who are important in this community and said, how do we shape this community in a way that meets you where you are? And that's my hope for what we do throughout the congregation, is that we're listening deeply to one another, not just to one group of people or one segment of the congregation, but we're listening deeply and saying, how might we create a place for you? How might we make space for you to bring your whole self and not have to check parts of it at the door? And how do we listen to one another's needs, which will change in different seasons of our lives? Yeah, I think, frankly, I think another way that we've done that, we saw yesterday, yeah. um, we had our first ever week service of prayer and communion. Yes. And so we have made a commitment to have a monthly service on a Tuesday for people who maybe can't get to worship at 9 a.m. on Sunday morning, but can are still getting out and still want to connect with the community. And so we had a, about a 30-minute worship service yesterday. We sang some. We prayed through our whole prayer list so that we name everyone who is on our extended prayer list. Mm -hmm. We heard the word and then we shared communion together. And then we invited everyone who was gathered. It was a small group yesterday for the first time, but we invited everyone to gather to share a brown bag lunch together and just to have some fellowship and community. And um, we're hopeful that will take root within the life of the community. The next one is going to be on October 18th. But that's another way that we've tried to listen deeply to the community and the expressed needs and the expressed longings of people and to create a space for people to gather. Quite literally setting the table yeah. and in inviting all to join in and to share. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's not just for people. Like that service in particular isn't just for people who can't get to worship on Sunday morning. It's also for anyone who might want to gather for a monthly service of prayer and communion and to connect with other people in the community that they might not see on Sunday mornings. That's our hope for that service. And that one is a clear response both to the pandemic that we continue to be living through. Some of the people who can't come on Sunday are people for whom such a large gathering is still too much exposure. Some of them are people for whom our worship time, since we now only do one service on Sunday instead of two, can't make it there by 9 a.m. That's too difficult with with routines and medications and getting moving in the morning. And so it really is reaching people who 
hadn't been able to participate as fully and who are missing that and gives us a chance to show up with them too. So right. it's a, a definite response to the needs of people, right. the state of the pandemic. Um, and again, like everything else, we'll see if it works and if it starts to hit the mark for folks. And if it doesn't, we'll tweak it. We'll keep adapting it. Yeah, we will We will yeah. keep pivoting. That's the muscle that we are working out the most is our agility, yeah. <laughs> our ability to pivot, which is not maybe all of our natural inclination. I know it's not mine. I'll own that. I would prefer things to be set and predictable, but that's not the nature of life in this season. I and say that's true. It's that's a real true. opportunity for us to say, so what is essential? And what is essential is that we keep coming together as the body of Christ and we keep sharing God's love in tangible ways with one another. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think just, I'm going to, a couple other things that are just happening as the fall season kicks out that I think are worth just noting. It's been wonderful renewed energy from having our musical groups contributing to worship again. Our chancel choir, um, our children's choir has started meeting on Sunday mornings at 1015. We had the dulcimers in worship this past Sunday. We'll have the folk group this Mm -hmm. coming Sunday. And having just more varied music and more varied musical gifts shared, that brings so much life to our community. And I know not everyone has either the time or the ability to participate in a musical group or to make that kind of ongoing weekly commitment, but if you have a musical gift that you would like to share that we don't know about or maybe that we have accidentally forgotten about, please let us know because we really do want to create space. And our music director, Raylan Claire, does such a lovely job of incorporating all kinds of musicians into our worship life. And so if you have a musical gift to share, make sure that we know about it because we really would love to find ways to include you in our worship life. Absolutely. And that's a great segue also into something that we started really last year is how we invite people into other worship leadership roles as well. Acolytes and readers of prayers and communion assistants, those are roles that you can come on Sunday morning and fill. And we encourage you to do that. There's a sign up in the narthex if you'd like one of those roles. If you are looking and saying, I'm not feeling brave enough to just sign my name up and hope I've got all the instructions, just reach out to Pastor Amy or myself. We'd be happy to walk you through what that role entails. We still schedule some of the roles in advance, like assisting minister and ushers, an altar guild that works behind the scenes to set the table for us and ensure the rest of the sanctuary is prepared for our gathering. So if you have a gift to share in those ways, be sure to let us know that uh, worship is the work of the people and there is a place for you in sharing that work. Yeah. And I think that the other place where we're trying to be sure that there's a place for everyone is one of the things you and I are really committed to this year is to creating some just places for conversation during that fellowship hour following worship. So for instance, this Sunday on the 25th of September, we're inviting parents of children, whatever age your children are, if you've launched them to college or to kindergarten or any place in between, we just want to gather parents together for conversation just to check in and say how are you doing at this point in the pandemic so pastor hoffman and i are going to just host a conversation in one of our sitting areas during the fellowship hour on sunday and then starting the following week we're going to have adult conversation around what what are we waiting for when we talk about waiting in the advent season Mm -hmm. and we're going to be looking at a book called what are we waiting for by william peterson and whether you want to read the book or you just want to come and participate in the conversation we're trying to set some tables for just that kind of learning talking connecting building community that's really building lasting community that's what we're working on and so how do we set the tables 
where people can build that lasting community. Exactly, because it includes some learning and growing in our faith, but it also includes bringing our whole selves. And that means sharing parts of our lives. It means having fun together. It means lamenting together. It means knowing each other. It means knowing each other. And so we're trying to sprinkle in opportunities to do all of that. And always the goal and the hope of following Jesus faithfully. If you find yourself like thinking, how do I keep track of all of this? (laughs) We've talked about a lot of things this morning. I'm just realizing as we're sitting here, a surefire way is to make sure you're getting our weekly star email. It goes out every Thursday. Thursday. If you don't do email, you're probably not listening to this podcast, but if you don't do email, <laughs> we'll send it to you by mail, yeah. by snail mail. But but if you communicate electronically, and we send out a weekly email every Thursday that just highlights what's coming up in the next week or so in the life of the congregation. So you can usually get more details yeah. about any of these things that you've heard about. And it's always on our website. The calendar of events on yes. the website is meticulously updated. And that's also where you can hop on to Zoom opportunities for any of the things that are also live streamed or Zoomed. Those those links are on the website. And if you have trouble keeping track of any of it, just reach out to yeah. one of us. We'd yeah. be happy to make sure you get connected because yeah. that's what we're all about here. Yeah. I'm aware, Pastor Hoffman, that like we've got a lot going on. It makes, makes me feel like we really do. I was feeling honestly a little aimless as we started a new program year and feeling like some of the pieces that are usually a little more predictable were not quite as set in stone because of the nature of life right now. But but these are. It's clear that we do have some pieces in place and that I'm really excited about to the extent that it gives us a chance to connect. That's the goal. Yeah, and continuing to live into our purposes. Exactly. To worship, to grow in faith, to live with one another, to care for one another, and to serve the wider world. Continuing to do all of those things Maybe not in the ways that we did them three years ago, but in ways that make sense for the world we live in today. Yeah, yeah. So thanks for bearing with us through some missteps along the way or some things that don't go as smoothly as we hope or anticipate. Um, But trust that we're taking the feedback and inviting you to help us shape this journey. Absolutely. I have been saying to some people when asked about my own life and starting school and some other pieces, how I'm feeling about it all. And I've said my new mantra is, what is the next right step? I can no longer see 10 steps down the road. I used to I used to have a very clear life plan, and that is not how I operate anymore, largely thanks to the pandemic. But I can say, what is the next right step? And I'm excited for where we are as a community of faith, because this feels like the next right step. This focusing on connecting and meeting people where they are, listening deeply, and figuring out the step after that together. Yeah, and I guess what I would want people in the community to know is that as we try to figure out those next rights, if we aren't entering into places where you're feeling called, would you let us know? Because we can only figure out the next right step to the extent that we are hearing from the community. And as we've talked about some of these things, they really have emerged from deep listening to people within the community. So if you find yourself... um, not having a place within this community because we're not hearing a need or not hearing something you need. Let us know that. Absolutely. Because we really are trying to be responsive. Yeah, exactly. We're in it together for sure. Not just you and I, Pastor Amy, but all of you listeners and all who call Bethlehem home. Right. We're in it together. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. 
We hope you've been fed by the word this week. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share your feedback with us at theword at blcfairport.org. And if you'd like to learn more about Bethlehem Lutheran Church or support the ministry we share, including this podcast, please visit www.blcfairport.org.